0: I'll be right with you. Don't worry about it. I'm Just ger- germs, you know? Got to be careful with these germs. A lot of germs going on these days. So I don't know where Bob's been recently. So, all right. Good morning, Journey. How you doing? Glad to be with you this morning. For those of you I have not met yet, my name is Brian, and I'm the teaching pastor here. And we're going to spend some time together looking at God's word. We're in a series called Puzzled, where we have been talking about what does it look like for us to put the pieces of our relationships back together. This morning, we'll be in Colossians 3, 12 through 16, and John 1 through 14. I'm going to pray, and then let's get after it. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless us as we open your words, that we would hear your voice, and that we would respond to it we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So I don't know about you, but it's been a weird week. I'm guessing it's been a weird week for you as well. Lots of ups, lots of downs, probably more downs than ups for a lot of us. Um, And here's what I want to start with this morning. I want to start by saying this. There is a puzzle, and the puzzle is this. These unsettled times. These unsettled times. On Monday, we sat with our staff looking at the screen. We were part of a Zoom meeting, and Bob asked us one simple question. He said, describe how you're doing in one word. So as the staff started sharing, I began to note our staff's responses. And here is a few of them. One of them said, they're calm." One of them said they're confident. Another said they're invigorated. Others said uh, they're overwhelmed, challenged. One said, I'm pretty good. I think that was pretty honest. Uh, one said he was nerdy. I still don't know exactly what that means, but I'm guessing he's on our tech team. Uh, one said they were awake. Uh, one said that they were anxious. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. It. It just felt like there was a, a lot of different responses, and it felt like, um, like these were unsettled responses, and, and I'm sure you've got those in your own life. Here's what I want to ask you. So what's the word in your life? Here, because we're interacting right now, here's what, here's what I want you to do. So on the count of three, you're going to yell out or say out loud in whatever room you're at or wherever you're at what the word is that you were feeling this week. Okay, on the count of three, you're gonna say the one word that you were feeling this past week. One, two, three. Okay, good. I bet we got a bunch of responses. If you're in a room with others, I bet there was a variety of responses because here's what's going on. We're living in an unsettled world right now. Um, we're, we're in a moment in history that is being written right in front of our eyes. I asked my grandfather over FaceTime this past week, hey, hey, Papa, have you ever seen anything like this in your 86 years? And he said, nope, never seen anything like it. Our finances are unsettled, both personally uh, in our nation and internationally. Our homes are unsettled as we try to, scramble and figure out how to have a home office for the very first time, or some of you are trying to figure out homeschooling. God bless you. Uh, some of you are trying to figure out how to navigate social distancing, and you're just feeling a little bit more lonely right now. Our grocery stores are unsettled. Uh, grocery stores, I think, are like a Forrest Gump's box of chocolate. You never know what you're gonna get or, or not get, right? If you're a student, You're unsettled now as you navigate online classes. Some of you who are engaging with this, you didn't even get to come back to campus and you're wondering how you're gonna get your stuff out of your dorm room, all of that. You're unsettled. If you're a kiddo and you're cuddled up next to your mom and dad on the couch maybe this morning, I bet you're feeling a little bit unsettled. I bet you're wondering why mom and dad seem a little more anxious, a little more nervous than usual. You don't understand um, why they seem so close, but oftentimes so distant. You're wondering what's going on in this big world around you. And you're really wondering why your mom is, is monitoring your snack intake at the moment. And you're wondering why she's rationing snacks for you. This should be snack time all the time. And you're thinking to yourself, maybe this should feel like vacation, but right now it's not feeling that way. It's because you're feeling unsettled. It's because we're all feeling unsettled. And I'm feeling these things too. Uh, this past Wednesday, uh, I got done with a council Zoom meeting at 9.30 at night. It was another 12 and a half hour day and I couldn't sleep and, and I, I got a couple hours of sleep and, and I woke up at four in the morning and there was a bunch of things in my head and, 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 and I just was kind of frantic and unsettled and, and thought, man, I just, I'm just gonna get up and I'm just gonna start working. So that's what I did at four in the morning. I just got up after a couple hours of sleep and I went to my now home office, which is part home office, part playroom. And I sat there and hopped on the computer and I started working. And then I paused because I realized that I was going to be preaching this sermon on Sunday morning. And I needed, to, I needed to listen for the voice of God to help put the pieces of the puzzle back together. And so here's what I did uh, on Thursday morning at four in the morning, I put the pieces of the puzzle back together uh, by following the sermon I was work, I'm working on, which is called uh, Dwelling in God's Word. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. I believe that putting the pieces back together, it's as simple as dwelling in God's Word. Colossians three, twelve through sixteen says it like this: Therefore, as God's chosen people. Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, and gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if you have any grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. And then I wanna focus on this. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Here's what we're going to focus on. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Not that Greek really matters that much, but I do want you to pay attention to the word message. The word message there means word. It means word of Christ. It's logos. It means the, the word of Jesus. And so what we want to engage with is how do we listen for the words of Jesus? How do we allow the words of Jesus to dwell in us richly, to live, to reside deeply and fully within our hearts? Bible is a Cool book. It's one of my favorite books. It is actually, it is my favorite book, right? 40 authors, 66 books written over a long period of time, a collection of uh, stories, poems, songs, biographical accounts, letters, and more. There's romance, there's mystery, there's heartache, there's all the highs and lows of life. A collection of stories that tells one story, the story of God and his people. And it's a story that we're encouraged to dwell Within. I love the Bible. I love it like in a like in a weird, like in a weird way. Like I collect Bibles. Okay? If you come into my office at some point later when everything's when we can like see each other again and all that stuff, you come to my office, you'll see a whole bunch of Bibles because I collect Bibles. A couple of really special Bibles that I have with me this morning. This little Bible here was with my grandfather in World War II. This this was in his pocket as he was fighting in World War II in Germany, uh, when he received his purple heart, he had this Bible with him. And I can almost imagine uh, my grandfather sitting in a foxhole and reading the word of God, dwelling richly in God's word. Another special Bible to me is my grandmother's Bible. It's a fun story because my grandfather and grandmother didn't have much money. And so my grandfather, he was, uh, he, he was working in the trash business and he found this Bible in the trash. So it's got somebody's name other than my grandma's name on it. And he, as the story goes, he came home to my grandma and said, look at this. I found you this really nice Bible in the trash, right? If somebody's trash is somebody's treasure in a whole different way in that story. This is my grandma's Bible filled with notes and with underlines and highlights and just the story of her life within this story. And then this, this is a treasure. This was my very first Bible. My mom and dad gave this to me a long time ago. It's the Adventure Bible, the new international version. Kids, if you're sitting there listening, you need to nudge your parents right now and be like, hey, mom and dad, you haven't gotten me a Bible yet. You should probably get on Amazon, buy me a Bible. And uh, I suggest the Adventure Bible. I don't even know if they still make this, but um, this was my very first Bible. I love the word of God. The word of God has dwelt in me richly for so, so long and it has shaped my entire life and I want it to do the same for you. And so I just wanna share with you a couple uh, simple ideas that are gonna help you dwell in the word of God more richly. So I wanna share with you the dwell approach this morning. It's a simple approach on how you're going to engage with God's word. We'll start with the D and dwell. And the D is this do it. Just do it, as Nike says. Okay? Like, I know some of you got like a pile of excuses for me, but right now, a lot of them got smaller. You were like, I don't have time. And now it's like, you got time now, right? Okay? Like, do it. Open the Bible. Go get. A Bible. Invest in a good study Bible. Get on your phone and get the U Version app, which has the Bible. There has never been more accessibility for Americans to have Bibles, and this isn't something that we should take lightly. We should get a Bible, hold it in our hands, invest in that Bible because it will change your life. Make a plan, right? Do it. Make a plan. Pick a time, a place and a passage. Pick a time, a place, and a passage. Do it. Make a, a plan. And, and, and if you're wondering, well, where do I start, Brian? Great. Okay. Go to, go, you, can, you can do the flip open. That's cool. Like, hey, Jesus, what do you want? Okay. I, that might work. Honestly, this is a good one. Time for everything. I just opened to that. That's a good one, right? You can do that. You could also do this. Go to the Psalms. 150 of them. Most of them are snack size. You can read them really fast. Uh, so you can enjoy those and read through those. Uh, you can go through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the accounts of Jesus. I would highly recommend that. Pick something simple and just do it. Start going through the Bible now. There, there's never been a time better time than now for you to do it, to get into the Bible. So D is do it when you do it. When you've made a plan, when you've gotten in a spot, maybe you're sitting in a comfy chair, maybe you're, you've got your cup of coffee and you're ready to go, what do you do? The first thing you do, you've found your passage, and then you welcome, the W, welcome God's spirit. So pray for God's spirit to illuminate his word to you. Just a, just a, a simple prayer. God, open my eyes, open my eyes to see what you want me to see. Uh, Protect me from any agenda that I might have or wrong motives. Help me to see not what I want to see, but God, what you want me to see. Approach the Bible with an open and humble posture, welcoming God's spirit to speak into your life. So you've done it, you're doing it, right? You've welcomed the spirit of God. And then here's where it gets good. You begin to eat the passage, that's the E. You begin to eat the passage. What, what are you consuming these days? I mean, I don't know about you, but the meme game is strong. I'm consuming a lot of memes. Some of you are consuming a lot of Netflix right now. Some of you are consuming a lot, of, a lot more food and calories than you used to because you're at home a whole lot more than you used to. What are you consuming right now? What I would encourage you to consume is God's word. I would encourage you to think about God's word as something that you you eat that you consume that you take into your body. Instead of the news, instead of the latest coronavirus statistics, instead of which essential oil is going to defeat the virus, instead of all those things, I think that you should consume the Bible. A couple ways to consume the Bible. One, snack size. Right? Sometimes you just need a snack. Those of you who are homeschooling right now, this is all you hear about all day long. Hey, mom, can I have a snack? Hey, dad, can I have a snack? Snack, snack, snack. And sometimes you need a Bible snack. And I would say that it is great for you if you have a limited amount of space and time to grab a snack of the Bible. Grab a psalm and read through that psalm. It'll take you a minute and just dwell on the word of God in a snack size way. But there's more to it than that. I think that you can snack, but I also think uh, that you, could, you should consume it in a really good way. Um, see, I love going out for really great meals. There's a couple, I'm going to be honest with you, there's a couple restaurants I'm praying a little harder for right now. Like, come on, you got to make it through the virus because I need to go back there sometime, right? So... And the reason I am thinking that is because I love to spend time um, enjoying the food that they make. One of my favorite things to do is go out with good friends, go out with my wife, go out with people that I love, and eat a really great meal and have a really great glass of wine, and just just spend time together with them eyeball to eyeball enjoying our time together. That's part of what's been so hard in this process even for us is not being able to do that on a regular basis. And, and, and here's where it gets sweet with the Bible. I think sometimes we need to, to, to dwell in the Bible richly in a slow, savoring way. Like, like I'm a steak guy. So you give me a big filet mignon, I mean, every single bite I'm going to savor I'm going to enjoy, I might Instagram it, I'm gonna make it last. And I think that's how scripture is also intended to be engaged with. As Eugene Peterson wrote a book called Eat This Book, and it talks about savoring the Bible. He gives this illustration of how a dog comes and and finds a bone and how it brings the bone into the house and and how it shows you the bone and it's all excited and then it goes and it takes the bone out into the backyard and digs a hole and hides it until it goes and picks it back up and it digs it back up and it gnaws on it and it plays with it and enjoys it and it savors it. Eugene Peterson says to us, hey, we should deal with God's word in the same exact way. We should eat the passage, savor the passage. See what each aroma, each taste, each texture of the book says to you. So do it. Welcome God's spirit. Eat the passage. And the first L, look for an application. Look for an application. See, I think sometimes we look in this book for information. And this book is not meant for information. This book is meant for transformation. It's not meant to make you just smarter, although it will. But what it's meant to do is to transform your life. It's to change your life. And so what you've got to do is the hard work of looking for an application. What is this going to say to Me and sometimes this is pretty hard. Like, so, so Lori is right now working through the entire Bible in one year, and I gotta give her props. She is doing such a good job at it. Um, so she's primarily listening to the Bible, uh, she's engaging with a podcast with that as well, uh, and then she's discussing that with other friends uh, via social media. And so the other day, she was working through, uh, I think she was in either Numbers or Leviticus, okay? And I was like, God bless you, okay? Because like, you, you've been there. You're, you've done the same thing as her. You, Like Genesis, awesome. Exodus, awesome. Leviticus, getting a little weird. Numbers, I'm done, right? So like, the reality is, so she's reading all these names to me. And she's like, she says, Brian, why does this even matter? She's like, listen, there's this Mephibosheluf, had 12 sons and daughters, and his son, Lobecta Mule, had many kids, and they lived in the land of Oz, which sounds a lot like Oz. And, and she's like, What is that, right? And I'm like, I don't know. And, and, and she's like, Okay, I'm gonna get through it. And it's a moment like that, you go, Where's the application, God? So it's crazy, though. So we're sitting with our kids later that week. I'm not even making this up. Like, we're sitting with our kids later this week, and we do devotions with our kids after most meals. And so, usually, what we do is we use a devotional book, and we use the devotional book. It usually has a passage, and then underneath it, some words about what, um, what they're thinking about that passage. And so, the same week, Lori and I have this weird conversation about these genealogies in the Old Testament. Uh, we, we open up to whatever day we're going to be reading. And the beginning of it lists off all of these weird names. And then it says this in the devotional. It says, listen, sometimes you read these passages with all these names and you wonder what's this all about. Um, but here's what it's all about. Names matter to God. And God knows your name. And God knows you boom holy spirit mic drop okay like my wife is like are you kidding me our kid's devotional it says it to me it gives me an application even in a boring genealogy what it's telling us is that God knows the details God knows our name God knows your name he loves you he cares for you. He knows you by name. And if you can pull an application out of a genealogy, you can pull an application out of any part of the Bible. Here's some questions that'll help you. Does this, does this passage challenge me in any way? Does this passage encourage me in any way? Does it discipline me? Does it inspire me? How does this apply to my relationships, my family, this season of life? How does this passage help me in self-quarantine? What is the application that you need to look for? And then last, live it out. Live it out. If we are transformed people who believe in the radical love of Jesus in action, then we've got to live it out. We've got to ask this question. How does this passage change my everyday life? am i more grateful more aware more thoughtful more humble more forgiving what do i need to do with what i've just dwelt in how can i live it out so let's let's go over those again the dwell approach d do it w welcome god's spirit e eat the passage l Look for an application. And the last L, live it out. Here's the big idea. I don't want you to just dwell in this passage. What I want you to do is dwell in Jesus. That's the big idea. I want you to dwell in Jesus. John begins his account, one of the gospels that I would highly recommend. I think some of you should start it this week. He begins it by saying this. The word... That's where that Greek word comes back. Remember that word? It's the message in the Colossians passage. The logos, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. What John is saying is that the word, it became human. That the word became flesh, it became a human and it put up its residence among us. Eugene Peterson would say it like this. He moved into the Neighborhood. And so when we engage with the Word of God, we engage with Jesus. And this is what makes what we believe different than other religions, right? Religions, they believe in a, religious books, create religious rules and religious ideologies. Christianity is about a relationship with someone named Jesus who put on flesh the word put on flesh and moved into your neighborhood and is calling you to dwell with him jesus invites us to dwell in his word so that we may dwell with him forever when the world is unsettled that you might come and find rest in him and find strength in him and find comfort in him and find peace in him back to thursday morning 4 a.m., wide awake. I go to my uh, my home office and I open up John's second letter. I, I've been working through some of the shorter letters in the New Testament, and so I, I sit down and and and, and I'm kind of convicted. Like oh, I'm an, I'm all freaking out and I'm tired and I don't know what's going to happen and I'm just trying to figure things out all the the pieces of this puzzle and. And I read through John, through Second John, and it's just a short letter that takes you about five minutes to read. I encourage you to go ahead and read it. And it's a letter from John to an unnamed woman that John cares for deeply. There's three things that really stuck out to me as I dwelt in the in in the passage, Um, but one in particular. John tells her that he's um, he's going to end the letter. And he's going to end it short because he doesn't want to keep using paper and ink. Instead, he wants to visit her face to face so that his joy may be complete. And then, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I teared up a little bit because I realized that that's why some of this is pretty hard for many of us. That our joy, it feels incomplete right now. And so I I sat and I thought about that for a moment. I reflected on how great it's going to be when we can shake hands again, when we can hug again, when we can interact again in a closer way. And I thought about how hard that is for you and for me right now. And then there was something more that was revealed to me as I dwelt in the passage. And I could, I could almost feel Jesus nudging me to be grateful for something weird, to be grateful for technology. For Facetime and Zoom meetings and Google Hangouts and even this weird interaction right now that you're looking at me and somehow I'm looking at you through this lens and I'm grateful for that and I have joy in that and, and then I, as I sat there it, it got even deeper and, and something happened that took a little bit of, a little while I had to I had to eat the passage for a while but i had this aha aha moment this moment when jesus whispered to me that there was more that jesus wanted to say to me he doesn't want to use just paper and ink but that he wants to see me face to face so that he may make my joy complete jesus whispered when you dwell in the paper and in the ink you dwell in me, and this is what I want for you. I want you to dwell in Jesus. So I want to give you a, a tangible uh, way to move forward in this, and I want to give you a gift because I know it feels right now like a bunch of you are getting stuff taken away. So we want to give you something today. So I've got a quarantine gift just for you. If you were in here, I'd be like Oprah right now. I got a present for you and for you and for you. And here's what I got. It's called the dwell app. Okay. So dwell app for you and dwell app for you and a dwell app for you and a dwell app for you. All right. See the dwell app is this really cool app uh, that we have been given free access to for 60 days as a church and for some of you you're like I can't I don't read that great I don't read wor- words is hard got you okay I got you so the dwell app is awesome what you can do is you can get this app on your phone and then it has plans and passages that it will read to you, you can put different kinds of music behind it. I was, I was working on this and showing this uh, to some of our worship team today and, and the band. And I was like, hey, check this out. You can pick all these different voices. And then there's this whole section of like, fall asleep to, to scripture. I was like, that's, that's for me. That is my jam. Like I'm gonna fall asleep to scripture. There's all these different reading plans and things for you to engage in God's Word, and it will actually read the Bible to you. So um, there's going to be a, a link in the sermon notes, and that will take you to a place where you can download the Dwell app. Uh, there's, also, um, there's also hosts on the chat right now that are going to help you and give you the URL so you can click that and so you can open it up on your phone. We'll follow up with that throughout the week to make sure you have access to the Dwell app, but, but I want you to take a step this week. So here's my puzzled next step. I want you to commit into dwelling in God's word sometime this week. I want you to make a commitment to dwelling in God's word sometime this week. There's some reflection questions that will help you along the way. There's the dwell outline that will help you along the way. You can do this. Let the word of God dwell in you Richly, here's what I want. I want you to stand up right where you are, okay? Unless you're driving and listening to this on a podcast later, don't stand up. But if you're in a place where you can stand up, I want you to stand up if you are willing to say, yes, I want to make a commitment. I want to dwell in God's word. I'm gonna commit to that so that I might hear God's voice. And let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you that you have made yourself known to us, that you have revealed uh, uh, to, uh, you have revealed yourself to us in your word. We pray, God, that we would respond to that. I pray, God, that you'd make us hungry for your word, that each and every person that is engaging with this right now would commit to dwelling in your word sometime this week. I pray this would come to life for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this time has allowed you to dig out more of who God has made you to be. If you made some kind of spiritual decision today and are interested in what's next, we'd love to connect with you. For more information or to get in touch, please visit journeyweb.net. If you're interested in supporting our ministry, you can give online at journeyweb.net slash give. Thanks.